This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say. What's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time. But I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. The Wednesday week. We've seen off more competitors than Kevin Pressman in the 90s. Hi, good evening, everyone, and you are listening to the Wednesday week, courtesy of Michael Constantine Wealth Management. I'll get that in now because I don't have the jingle and I can't be asked to make it again like I did last time. So I'm joined tonight by Stevie, Ben and Dave. Hello. 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 So we've got loads to talk about that we probably didn't think we'd have to talk about this time yesterday. Um, so let's just crack on. Uh, let's start on a positive. We'll go back to the Wickham game. Obviously, we were touch and go whether that was going to go ahead. I, I spent my morning like looking out of the window and updating about 50 people on text messages as to whether they've got any snow or not. But it did go ahead. Um, Stevie, you were there because I could see you and you yellow at. <laughs> what did you think to it? Um, once we got there um, and we braved the weather because it was absolutely flipping freezing, I, th- I thought it was it was a good afternoon. Um, I thought we played it was another one of those games where we played really well. Um, I thought t- building on the, the the Tuesday night game against MK Dons, we'd gone in there and it was one of those where it was another big game. Um, I thought we acquitted ourselves really really well. I thought we were the better side. I think the stats um, attest to that. We were. Um, statistically better than them in terms of possession uh, attempts that we had on, on goal. Um, I thought we controlled the game largely. Um, and if you go back maybe two months, you go 1-0 down against a team like Wickham in, Wickham in this league, you start to think that um, it's going to be a long old afternoon, especially with, I think they scored in like the 15th minute or something like that. I might be wrong. Scored early-ish. Um, you know, you're thinking it's going 20, to be a long 23rd afternoon. 23rd minute, yeah. Yeah. Um, there was there was never a worry in my mind that we weren't going to be competitive on Saturday afternoon. Um, I was impressed with the players that came in, um, and I'm sure we'll talk about them when we drill down into it a little bit more in, in a moment or two. Um, but yeah, uh, to to come from one nil down to go up, um, it didn't necessarily feel like a loss. Um, I'd say that, and a lot of draws recently have felt like losses. Um, and I think I'd attribute that, that to the performance and. 
you know, that upward trajectory, if you like, that we're on at the moment in the league anyway. Um, it felt like a positive, it felt like a positive, positive result against a team that were or are right up there. And um, yeah, it was a, an enjoyable afternoon for me. Yeah, Ben, obviously there was the big kickoff in the North Stand um, halfway through the first half, um, which I think for, for me meant that I got a pint at half time um, because I went down when the scoreboard said 43 minutes and then me and my mate were stood there for about 10 minutes wondering why no one else was there. <laughs> we didn't realise that the scoreboard hadn't stopped, but, you know, got a pint. So happy day. So we missed the goal. What was What was the first goal like? Um, I also miss a goal because I miss a game because I was down in Bath. Uh, oh, what are you doing in Bath? Uh, CrossFit related, as as uh, is for me. But anyway, um, <laughs> in cars in Bath, <laughs> <laughs> lifting weights um, in Bath. <laughs> but, but I was like being updated through Twitter and what have you. It looked like we were on top throughout the first half. It's like it seemed like the goal that, that they got was against the runner play, quite drastically based on the updates that I were getting. Um, you mentioned the... It was against the runner play, Ben, and it was also deflected. Um, yes. You know, he took, he took a wicked deflection that, you know, not saying that the keeper would have saved it, but he had no chance based on, on yeah. what happened. So. Sports open, because I'm reading the match report of BT Sports, and it says here that his shot took a wicked deflection off Callum Patterson. Yeah, I, I think the, the author of that report is SS, is it not? Yeah. I have actually got the Man United Arsenal game on in the back. Oh, right. Okay. Well, <laughs> literally, it's as if you weren't for the BBC. But yeah, so, um, yeah, Ben, like you said, obviously, you've, you've watched the highlights back. So, probably yeah. just as good as most of us have seen, me included, because I missed 10 minutes of it. We, we, decent goal, decent touch by Bannon, decent play by Gregory. And then it's quite an easy finish for Shadeep, but just to go on to the what you say about the uh, bit of crowd trouble, uh, which sounded like another medical emergency until uh, people were saying it isn't someone who's twatted someone for slagging Bannon off or something like that. Do you know what? I, I've come close on, on the cop. For the, you know, I, it doesn't actually surprise me that that's happened because yeah. on the cop where I sit, there's a lot of people that if Bannon even just looks to, to pull off one of his turns, People go, fucking hell, Bannon. Get it forward, Bannon. Oh, how can you hear me? And it really, it's, it, this season, more than any, it just really started to wind me up. To I, point I think with Bannon, we don't know how lucky we are, do we? We just, we don't know how lucky we are as a fan base. Yeah. And I think we say that all the time. And then, yeah, I'm just as guilty as doing the fucking hell, Bannon. But I would never, I'd never shout it. But he does frustrate me sometimes. But... I guess that's part of football, isn't it? But yeah, it's interesting you say that about the medical emergency because obviously I sit on the north and at first we thought it was a fight, the way that everyone turned all at the same time and went off. And it wasn't until the medics ran over that then we thought, God, this is bad. And me and my friend who had the early pine, she's a nurse. I'm I'm a qualified first aider. I was like, oh God, is this going to be like, is it, is it near us? Is this going to be like, she's palliative care as well. So they'd have had no chance. She'd have just made them go quietly. Um, but yeah, it was nice. <laughs> it was nice to see that obviously someone wasn't badly hurt. But I mean, Dave, fans fighting and causing medics to run on the pitch and the game to be stopped. They've got to find them and ban them, haven't they? It's probably yeah, the best thing to do with anything like that is, I think, just try and forget it happened because that's what we need to do. 
Um, you're going to get idiots in football stadiums. Um, I don't think the club's going to do anything about it, really. If I'm being absolutely brutally honest, I think they're just going to uh, probably figure it ever happened and move on with it, which is sad but true. It's not the worst thing that's happened in a football stadium recently, but that's a sad indictment of football in general. Um, Ben's alluded to the fact that there is fans' frustrations uh, in the stadium. Some people are more vocal about that than others. Uh, and we've all felt probably like um, telling somebody to shut up in a football stadium. It's it's unsavoury. Um, hopefully, it's just an isolated thing. It's good, I suppose, in the grand scheme of things. It's not a medical emergency because we hate seeing things like that at any football stadium. Um, but ultimately, the best thing I think to do is just say it is what it is. It's too daft is um, getting involved in something that could have happened in Hillsborough, but it could have quite equal, easily happened in Sheffield City Centre later on. So... It is what it is, I think, unfortunately. So, all right then, Dave, we'll go back to my boy. Oh, he's back, he's back. And I said, I mean, I said it on Twitter at the time, I think hats off to them both for being civil, you know, Gregory and Windass together. It must be really difficult because, you know, I've, I've not played it easy with them. I've hurt both the feelings and like me and Josh are quite happy together now. Um, but obviously to see him on the score sheet, Dave, that's that's brilliant, isn't it? It's, it is good because... It's, it's another dimension to, to the club. It's something that we've not had uh, up to now. Um, there's players that are bedding themselves in, that are starting to uh, be be seen positively by the fan base, the likes of Corbin, who's even like Gregory, he's showing his role within the team. He's coming into his own as this sort of senior leading figure in the in the, the front line. And I think to have somebody like Windass and, and see what he can do, even last season, uh, when we weren't playing great, to have that sort of uh, dynamic, that running from a bit uh, a deeper, to be able to beat men uh, in a central position and to, uh, to to get shots on target, something we've missed up to this point in the league. Uh, and that's probably made things a bit more difficult for Moa, that he's not had that option. Um, so to get him back, to see him playing, uh, is great in the first instance. But for him to start finding goals as well, it's, it's ideal. It's perfect for him. It's going to make him start... Uh, believing in himself, um, he's going to want to make up for lost time and start to form partnerships up front um, and also with, with other people in the, in the team. Uh, I think he was a little fortunate. I think he hit the ball cleanly uh, for his goal. It was quite um, a goal, wasn't it? If Rooney had scored that, it'd have been an advert on Match of the Day for like or on Sky Sports for weeks, hasn't it? But he has admitted it wasn't intentional. Oh, so. the, the, for, the, for the MK Don's goal or for the Wickham goal? Oh, sorry, yeah, no, sorry, I'm thinking about yeah, the, the MK Don's, Don's goal. goal yeah, you yeah. can have that. that. That was Dennis yeah. Bergkamp all over. I'm quite happy yeah, with that. Wickham goal, what, yeah, was... the Wickham goal, yeah. The Wickham goal was, he got it well. You know, he's, he's got the ball out of his feet and he's hit it early, which is good. He's got it on target, which is good. It's gone about four and a half inches from the left foot of the um, Wickham goalkeeper, who's then just kind of collapsed over it. But, you know, it's... If you don't put them on, if it's on target, there's a chance they can go in. Um, so yeah, I'm pleased that he's there. I'm pleased that he's back, um, and I think it'll add a different dimension. I just hope that Moore eventually decides to pick a way he wants to play rather than the usual bingo at five to five to two on a Saturday where you've got no idea necessarily how he was going to set up, and it feels sometimes a little bit like it's change for change's sake. To be fair, Dave, I do. Sorry. I was just going to say on that last point, I'd have to say I slightly disagree to an extent. I think that what we've seen over the last two, three games, certainly since the Sunderland game, is a more of an identity. All right, there's still those maverick, I'm going to 
five to two, just go like this and put a team, uh, a player in the team. But I do think he's settled now on that formation of the, the, the formula of the three at the back and the, the wing backs. And we've got those players that are going to play through the middle in the way that they're playing. Um, I think ideally now, um, personally, it seems to be we've got a first choice strike force in uh, Gregory and Canberry. I think Windass is a bit of a spanner in the works. I think it's a great spanner to have because we've now got to deploy him somewhere. And there are other players I'm sure we'll talk about tonight that are going to get in that first 11 that, First of all, probably weren't signed as first 11 players. Um, Canberry, I didn't think would, would have been signed as, as a player that we'd be thinking would be a first 11 player. Um, hats off to Johnson for, for all the shit he's been given for playing out of position when we played the four and he played left back and, you know, the, the lack of dynamism, if you like. I think he's settled in um, really well in, at the left side of the back three that he has played. Um, so I do think we are getting to a point where there is a an identity, but... I take your point. There are still the, the the odd occasion where, and last night would be an absolute sort of testament to that. There are there, there are times where he just goes, "I'm going to try this, and I'm going to do that. I'm going to put this player in." But I do think that formation is starting to settle a little bit. Interesting, isn't it? Because I say it always reminds me of whenever I try and play fantasy football, I am shocking at fantasy football, and I will give up every single week and switch out as many players as I can, and then switch in new ones. And I feel like Darren Moore. But obviously, Windass as well tweeted afterwards. Sheffield Wednesday tweeted, that's two in two games. And he replied with, actually, it's just 1.25. So he's obviously hungry for it. Um, ben, I'll come back to you. Obviously, the, the tackle from Patterson that gave away the goal was a proper striker's tackle, wasn't it? That gave away the free kick for the goal, I mean. So is that something that if he's going to keep playing in that sort of position, if he's going to keep playing as a defensive player, he's got to get the striker's tackles out of him? Yeah, definitely. It's it's one of them things. He, he's clearly not a centre half. He's clearly not a defender. He's filling in there while we go through quite a horrendous spell of having a centre half injured. Who is it now? I offer Hutchinson. Dunkley's been in and out um, more in the last month, and we'll probably talk about him winning player of the month because he's done really well. Um, yeah, we we really need Hutchinson and. Uh, I hope we're back ASAP because we can't really, not if we're wanting to be top six and pushing on, be having Callum Patterson and what you saw last night, Kieran Brennan as well, who, who you know, is, is a young lad, needs Io for Hutchinson and Dunkley around him for, to, you know, to be able to get the best out of him. Yeah, definitely. So one of the, like, player that we've kind of seen come back as like a new player, Dave, obviously we've just talked about Windass, but, oh, Massimo. 50 appearances now in what feels like 12 years he's been at mm -hmm. Sheffield Wednesday but isn't it great to have him back in in the fold because he just gives Bannon that extra space 100% it's, it's, I know he's not the same player and I'm, I'm ready for Stevie to kind of start his, uh, his one man fan club or uh, the lead of the fan club for the Kieran Lees but similar to similar to Lee he's so apparent when he's not there and he's so important when he is there what he brings the shape he gives to the team, not when, but like you say, uh, Vic, when what, what it allows Bannon to do, it, it's a reassurance for the defence. He's, he's a cracking player, a really good bit of business. It's a crying shame that he's only made 50 appearances in the time he's been with us. That said, um, if we can keep him fit, I feel that directly and indirectly, he's going to be an integ integral part on any, any chance we have of going up the season. So it's good to see him hit those 50 appearances, but... Let's have 50 more, please. Absolutely. I don't think 
we'll get 50 more this season um, <laughs> somehow. But yeah, 50 more would be great. Um, just on that, obviously, we're talking about injuries and, you know, we, we've looked at a few now and I think it was Josh Windass when he was interviewed after the MK Dons game was asked about his injury. And Stevie, I'll put this to you. He said about Darren Moore's giving his injury a lot of respect, which I found was quite an interesting term. And I think, do you think that's why we're not seeing players back as quickly as we might have expected? So like your Iorfas and your Hutchinson, maybe in the past, they might have been put on the bench and risked. Do you think that's part of what Moore's doing? He's waiting until they're 100%. Um, I think possibly. I think I, I couldn't say for certain. You, you, you'd like to think that Darren Moore is a manager who's played under some big managers yeah. himself. He's played at, a high, at the highest level um, in some big games. You know, he's played a lot of premiership football. Uh, with due respect to people that have been in and around our club, with one certain exception that we'll all want to forget last Christmas time-ish. Um, there's been nobody that's been operating at that sort of level uh, previously. And I, I, I just wonder whether or not, and this isn't something I've really thought about, I wonder whether or not the mentality of that kind of manager and that kind of former premiership player is, is a little bit different to the um, the scratching around at the bottom end of the championship, your league one, your, your, you know, your dogs of war type sort of lower league players and managers that have been in and around there. Um, I'd wonder whether Darren Moore respects players' injuries because, A, he's been through it himself um, and has been managed himself at a premiership level and he's looking to do that um, quite possibly. It's, it's, it's heartening to hear. It's, it's really positive. Um, I think that's really nice um, that we, we've got players that we're, we're, you know, we're really actively looking after. Um, I don't have the answers to your question, Vic, if I'm honest with you, but I'm, I'm, I just <laughs> oh, wonder God if that's say. something... I just wonder we have, if that's we have that... expanded the, the team out with um, obviously the first team players called, but yeah, the sports scientists and your psychologists and all that, yeah. you've got to think that yeah. they are working in, in tandem with the physios yeah. and that there is more yeah. management and consideration now than ever before in football in general that there has to be a rehabilitation physically but also psychologically to build the players up so when they're going back on a park, they are as close to being ready throughout their entire body and mind as, as they could be. I think for me as well, that gives me a bit more confidence about, you know, like Massimo Luongo coming back, Che Duncan coming back, is that they've obviously waited until the right time. Um, but obviously as well, the psycho psychologist with people like Hutchinson, who it will have been a major blow to him to be injured again this season. It will have been an absolute kick in the tits for him. So mm -hmm. it's going to be great that we're doing this and that that effort, like you said, psychologically is being put there. Cool. Then, oh, Oh, here we go again. Go on. <laughs> ben, you talk. No, go on. Go on, you've started. Uh, you might as well finish. I was I was just going to say, Miss, um, <laughs> <laughs> that um, I I think we, we probably, everybody's got a friend who's got a friend and there were some of the stories two, three years ago, the, the state that the club was in, you know, behind the scenes and um, stories of physios that weren't doing the jobs right and people... You, you take it all with a pinch of salt, but there were people on the treatment bench that were paying for their own treatment and coming away from the club and, you know, going down south and, and, and seeking specialists or even leaving the country to try and get yeah, a second Yeah, Forestieri went abroad, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, if we've made strides to sort of eradicate that sort of scenario, that situation, then whether that, that be more who's done it, whether they, it be the infrastructure of the club that's done it, you know, whoever it is that's responsible for that, A, you need applauding for doing it, but B, thank God we're finally working and operating with a little bit of logic in that area. Absolutely. Ben? 
Che Dunkley, ah Che. My family's name is Dunkley, and my nan asked if, she, if, if we might be related to him, and we had to, we had to tell her probably not. <laughs> How good has he been, Ben? He has just been outstanding, hasn't he? Old Che and Armani, Keanu Dunkley. Uh, yeah, he has. I've been a big critic, as I think quite a lot of people have. And yeah, we've climbed down from it the, the last month. And I think a big part of that is that we've played to his strengths. We, we've not, I know me and Steve have talked about it quite a lot in the last few weeks. He's not had the ball at his feet quite as much as what he probably did the first couple of months of the season. And we've left him to edit and kick it, which is limited to that probably. But He's very good at that, especially at this level. He's probably the best at that. We've seen it in our box. We've seen it in opposition's box. You know, he's, he's notching some goals as well. Like we've probably not seen since Reader Johnson. You know, similar sort of player. Not the best technically, but anything aerial, physical battles, which is probably 60, 70% of what, what happens in this league. He's a top player for it, and he's shown that last month. Like you said, coming up with the goals as well, it's got to be breeding confidence in him, hasn't it? Because he does seem to be a confidence player. Yeah, and I think we saw the other side to that last season mm -hmm. when things weren't going well, it wasn't going well for him, and probably the start of this season as well. But he's, he's come through with that, and yeah, I, I struggle to take him out now. When Hutchinson and I offer come back, and with how well Brennan's been playing, I'd said it a few few weeks back. I, I wouldn't really be able to take Brennan out. So, and then you've got Marvin Johnson, who's had a and Callum Patterson. A, <laughs> probably forget like put, put last Jaden Brown. <laughs> yeah, let's let's not go on him. <laughs> <laughs> but have you got any stats on him, Ben? Have you got any stats on old Dunkley? He heads it and kicks it. It's simple. His game's simple. I think, I, think interesting, I think the interesting thing with him is that, do you know how we've spoke to before about previous defenders, how they've looked better when they're alongside another good defender and using like Tom Lees before as an example, when he when he had Lubens versus when he had other people against him. Dunkley seems to have almost come to the fore when he's... when. when when the pressure's been on him and, and uh, the weight of the defence, he's been the senior defender, he's been the only established defender, but rather than that looking like uh, he's kind of shirked our responsibility or been, or been pressured that we might have, maybe unfairly, put on somebody like Tom Lees who might have crumbled in that situation, I think he's really grown in that situation where he's kind of elevated people like Marvin Johnson to be perhaps a better centre-half than what he would be and and, and it's been good that it's been sort of reciprocal that that's brought the best out in Dunkley and that's also brought out a consistency in Johnson as well. So for Dunkley to have had the pressure on him and for him to have uh, reacted positively to that, I think says a lot about his character. Again, particularly given the fact he's been so criticised by fans and I think most fans would have been critical of him, myself included. Um, and I think most fans now would have reassessed their position and, and taken a bit of humble pie and said, yeah, He's done well. He's been a, he's been a, 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 an asset to the team. Yeah, and I mean, he's spoken out quite candidly on social media and stuff, hasn't he? He doesn't shy away from sort of criticism. And I think, I know certainly from where I sit, halfway up the north, you can hear him shouting. He's definitely like a future leader. He, he's, he really is loud and he, he seems to, he's always the one that does the sort of the Barry Bannon, come on then, to the crowd. So, <laughs> you know, for me, 
Absolutely brilliant. Well, Ben's got no stats, but a man who is good with numbers is Michael Constantine. He will manage your wealth very well, just as he sponsors this podcast. Um, second half of the podcast is, well, it's shit, to be honest, looking at my notes here. Let's talk about Hartlepool at home. Did anyone go? Steve, you went, didn't you? Did you have a nice time? Uh, yeah, I went. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it wasn't a great night, to be fair. Um, to be honest with you, Vic, I don't even know where to start with it. Um, I think I put something on Twitter when I, I, I not calmed down, but had a bit of a rant last night about the fact that um, for all the positives that, you know, we've seen in, in uh, the, the, the NK Dons game, the Sunderland game, the the, the first half performance at Accrington, the, the resolute sort of digging in in the second half in poor conditions, and then on Saturday, you know, you're riding that crest of the wave, you're looking at the stats and you're thinking, right, it's Hartlepool, it's the Pizza Cup, it's, you know, it's it's something that we should be navigating through fairly easily. Um, I was a little bit frustrated, if I'm honest, with the, the, the people that have come out after the game and, and talked about more dropping bollocks with the team selection and, um, you know, he's not treated the game with any respect or anything like that. And I'd have to say that I disagree with that. I think... If you look at the team that we put out last night, um, it wasn't dissimilar to the, the teams we put out against Newcastle, Mansfield, um, Harrogate. You know, they were on par with those teams that we put out there. Um, Shadipo has been in the press making noises. Um, one or two others have been complaining about not having chances or anything like that. Um, and last night was a chance. And I think more, more has come out and um, said we, we after the fact he's, he's, he's given people chances and, you know, things weren't right last night and people are going to have, have another wait. Um, I don't put any blame on Moore last night, if I'm honest with you. I think the one slight error that he's made is not error, but the, the one thing I would question retrospectively, um, should he have put Agbon to Homer in rather than um, Jaden Brown? Has he gone for experience rather than uh, two young lads at the back? I'm, I, I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, but for my money, that 11, when I looked at it at six o'clock, was good enough to beat the side last night and they've just not turned up. Shadipo annoyed me a bit actually what he said after the the, the uh, Wiccan game because it's it, it's that's what we, you know it's all well and good being frustrated and what have you and fine he's got every right to be frustrated but for me he's not shown anything to suggest that he should be in any starting eleven um, he's not he's not shown anything to me that I give him the right to go and knock on Darren Moore's door and say when when's my chance coming because. He, I didn't see him against Wickham, and yes, he has scored, albeit, uh, you know, something that if he misses that, it's the miss of the season. But he's, he's not he's not stood out for me when, at the start of the season when we brought him in, he was meant to be one of the exciting players that had done really well at Oxford last season. I thought the Wickham game was his best game, if I'm honest, Ben. I thought he was really good. Um, there were a couple of um, chances that he, he had first half, I think it was. Um, yeah, first half, he's, he's, he's put one cross in for Gregory and keepers pulled it back with like a seaman type, David Seaman type sort of pullback that was, you know, was, was absolutely brilliant. I, I, I would not score from that. And that's no criticism of us. The keepers just pulled the worldie off. Um, I thought he got forward well. I thought he was, you know, he, he wanted the ball. He was, he was a lot more direct than he has been. Um, 
and that was the kind of game on Saturday where you go right, all right, you've you, you've been given an opportunity and you've taken it. I just think the timing, and I agree with you, the timing of your, his comments was was just bizarre, to be honest with you, because he, instead of saying I'm not happy and I'm making noises here and there, he should have been saying right, this was my chance, I've taken it because it was his first start in God knows how however long. Um, I've taken a chance on Saturday. I'm going to show you that this is where I am and I'm going to kick on from here because got, I also... Corbiano, he's done the same sort of thing, hasn't he? he? He sort of made noises about thinking he'd get more chances. He's got his chance and exactly. has seemed to have not looked... Exactly, not looked back. I'm not saying every single performance he's done has been a world-beating performance, but basically, like you said, Stevie, he's got his chance, having been frustrated, and I can understand that. But then he's the one that's acting more like the senior professional... And he's only a young lad compared yeah, to. I can't Shadipo. believe how old he was when I when I mm -hmm. look at his style of play and stuff like that. I would have put him at being quite a bit older than what he is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I, I think for Shadipo oh, think... to have been given an opportunity and then to uh, seemingly, you know, um, almost disregard it to, to not to not use Wickham as a platform to to run the show. Um, yeah, well, it, it, it's disappointing. There might be more behind it, but you, you, you can't say that you're not getting a chance. Uh, again, then be given a chance and then not take it. It's just I, I see last night as his chance. I don't know what Moore's thinking was behind the, the selection. Was it? I know you've got to play a certain number of players from, is it the previous game or that have played so many games within yeah. the league to, to sort of supplement your starting 11 in your squad and you can make more substitutions and so forth. Um, I think Shadipo starting last night based on Saturday was the right call. He goes out there. I would imagine from my point of view, if I'm Darren Moore, I'm putting him in there and going, right, you, it's your best game that you've had against Wickham, who are a decent side in this league. Um, go and fill your boots against somebody like Hartlepool. You get your confidence in. Um, goals. I wonder if, yeah, yeah, exactly. You'll, you'll get a few goals. You'll get a chance. He was absolutely... The only criticism... In fact, I'll tell you, the only criticism I've got of Moore last night was that he left certain players on the pitch till half-time because it was that bad. They were that poor. Um, Shadipo was terrible. Um, I'll name names. and I'm, I'm not one for criticising, but Lewis Wing can get in the bin after last night for me. <laughs> I'm uh, not honestly. one for criticising, but he can get in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he just... I, I don't get the bloke. He's, you know, he's flattering to deceive. I don't know. I, I, in all seriousness, you don't like criticising players because... I know if it was me that was getting criticism on social media, I know how it would affect me. But then the flip side of that is these are people that are in the public eye that get paid a certain amount of money. And I'm not sort of denigrating him as a person. I'm just saying that he's he's not doing his job to the best of his ability based on what we've seen. And that's my criticism. I expect more from Lewis Wing. I expected more from Byers last night. I thought Byers was as poor as I've seen him. Yeah. And I do yeah. like Byers. I think of the two of those two, he's better. But if you mm -hmm. take things on the merit at the moment, there's going to be a lot of competition when everybody's fit. And I don't see where Byers gets in at the moment because Bannon's mm -hmm. going to play. Luongo's going to play. Windass is going to play. Um, you've got Gregory and Cambiri forming a, a partnership up top. At, um, at the, the moment, moment I'd put Deli Bashiro in front of Wing and Byers. I was just about to get to that. And then you think about it at the start of the season, although he's dropped off a little bit when Dennis gets fit, Dennis will be back in yeah, there and up and around it. Yeah. You, you know, there, there, there are players in there. You know, you look at the centre-half position and I know I'm, I'm going from the negatives to the positives again. Once everybody's fit, we will be in a very good position. I, I, I firmly believe that. Um, you've got Hutch to come back in. You've got... Dunkley, you've got Iorfa when he gets fit. We've got Palmer who's going to play, you know. 
or is he going to play? Um, I don't know. I don't um, know. Liam, he better do. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if my Liam's going to get in when everybody's fit. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, I don't know if, if if the plan was or if Windass was expecting in September, October time, because I think he thought he'd be back in October. Um, was he expecting to come back and lead a line or form a partnership with Gregory? I don't see that how that happens at the moment because we've got Cambiri in there. Um, I'm digressing. Yeah, I'm digressing because I'm, I'm trying to avoid talking about last night. Well, but... do you know what we're going to talk about? We're going to talk about Jaden Brown giving a little pass back to Mr. Wildsmith and me having to film it to send the girls at her game too because nobody actually <laughs> believed me how awful and typical Wendy it was. Um, that, I mean, it moved at like, centimetres per hour like how did he not get to it Molly could have run back and picked my daughter could have <laughs> run back and picked that up off the line she's seven it just it went right near him like when it's been slowed down and people have taken like I mean the pass back from Brown was poor but he didn't have that much that many options did he because he was being closed down but the option that he took wasn't the best and Ben it just rolled right in front of him and you're a goalkeeper. Come on, you just you do summit, wouldn't you? Stick a foot out. Uh, uh, <clears throat> as soon as it happened, I did because we watched it on on iFollow. Because thank goodness I, we weren't sat in cold watching. Same. Um, but yeah, I turned me down. Yeah, timers. <laughs> you, you, you're going to label it at, at Jane Brown because it's his own goal. But I, t- I said, what, why is Wellsmith not just throwing himself at it? You know, just to. Slime to try and get anything on it to stop it from going in. He just seems to. He watched it. Yeah, he seems. He seems to think that he's going to get there easily, and then thinks, "Oh, I'm not." But by the by the time he thinks, "Oh, I'm not," it's too late for him to throw himself at it, and it's past him. It's uh, the 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 golden rule is, and Steve will probably know this as a defender, and I know it as a as a goalkeeper. While Smith done right by stepping away from his goal, because you don't want the ball really played back to you with the goal behind you. I've I, I've done it, and I've considered something similar about three seconds into a game where the ball bounced over my foot. Um, so you, you move to the side of, side of your goal if you want, you know, if the ball's got to be passed back to you. And that's where the blame does lay with Jaden Brown for me, that he should lay it back on Wildsmith's left foot. And in that case, if Wildsmith had missed it, it would have gone out for a corner. But I think Wildsmith's got to throw himself at it. Well, the thing that shocked me was when I looked, like, obviously I was watching it on iFollow and obviously watched the replay and then I videoed it and it's just like the laughing policeman soundtrack needs to be over the top. But even if Wildsmith... even if he'd have tried to get to it, like, or the fact that he didn't even, I'm trying to add words, but that their players were coming forward. If he hadn't have even jumped for it, one of their players would have tapped it in. So the fact that he did, it just made no effort whatsoever. He had no awareness of their two strikers behind him. You know, and we, we know about keepers and awareness of strikers behind them at Hillsborough recently, because, you know, but it just... I just can't get over how poor... The, I mean, the whole game was atrocious. I missed the last 20 minutes. I was quite grateful I had to go on a podcast. But it was just woeful, wasn't it? But 
you know, we said about it. I said the other week when, you know, the first round, I said, I'm not that bothered. I don't particularly want to focus on silverware and whatever. But when you're four matches away from Wembley and you're on a good run, shit, isn't it, really? I, 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 think, it, I think anybody can accept losing in any match. And I think if you lose a match and you've played well or it's not gone for you or you've played against a good team, or even if you've played against a poor team that have played well, then you can you can make your peace with it. But when you know that you've been so unbelievably seemingly disinterested, you wouldn't you wouldn't say as far as they wanted to lose, but that's probably as close to a team that genuinely did not care that the, the, the lost. That's probably the closest I've seen a Wednesday team where you know, it didn't even seem annoyed when they misplaced passes, which were plentiful yeah. as well. It, nobody seemed to care about any poor performance. Um, there seemed to be no uh, attempt by anyone on the park particularly to, to try and correct things or to try and play things simpler because the, the complicator wasn't working. It was it was as poor a performance as you'll see from, from Wednesday's season, I hope. I think the only person that looked interested was Barry Bannon when he came on, really. Mm. Nobody else had even like broken a sweat, had they? In fact, it was interesting because on Twitter, as I was scrolling through through sheer boredom, um, I saw a lot of people, not Wednesday fans, who were like sharing videos of the goal who were actually claiming max fi- match fixing. That's how bad it looked. And you know, it no, when it gets that bad, you think, Jesus, you you'd have to watch us every week, mate. You, you can't believe that. We've conceded the Bailey Peacock foul goal at Ipswich mm-hmm. and that last night within what three months. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> well, I, well. <laughs> You'll be shining up your boots, Ben. Oh, you get a game now, you definitely would. <laughs> the thing, the thing is, I think we're even missing over the fact the other two goals weren't exactly fantastic either. It was dreadful yeah. defending, no communication between your, com- your defence and your backline, a big enough gap between the two that nobody wanted to fill, and. We made well. It was out the pool. We're also another team that, as far as I understand, were in the league until fairly recently, last season or maybe the season before. Last year, playoffs last, last year. year they came up, I think. So um, I've got I've got Wild Smith at, at fault for the first goal as well. I think mm-hmm. as a goalkeeper, um, Ben might disagree. You probably won't, but if 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 a, if a cross is coming in two yards out on a set piece. You're claiming it. He wasn't. He was. He wasn't being blocked. He, he almost just sort of stood and flapped it like that. And the ball has dropped two yards out, and they've just dropped it in at the back stick. Goalkeeper's got to do better there. Um, and I tell you what, if Peacock Farrell was in goal for the the own goal last night, if he's in goal for the first goal last night, he'd be getting absolutely derided. It don't matter yeah. what else is going on. He'd be getting absolutely hammered, especially after the others. Um, I'm. I mean, it was just frustrating. The the evening was frustrating. You can point at Wildsmith. I thought Brown, despite it being Wildsmith's fault, Brown was terrible. But what well, look at the issue. The, the the pass. If you want to if you want to really dissect it, the pass into Brown. He's had the ball from the goalkeeper. He's given the ball into Wing. Wing's not turned. He's given the ball straight back, or he's looked over his shoulder. He's given the ball straight back when there's two players around Brown. So Brown's had to go back to the goalkeeper. So can you can you point the finger at Wing? Possibly, but then to Wing's defence, if I if, if you look at our midfield at the moment, they're getting the ball and they're wanting to play through the lines and go forwards. Berahino and uh, So, by the way, we've not mentioned him tonight. Yeah. I don't want to see any Wednesday shirt again uh, <laughs> ever again. Those two up top. This was another one. 
I'm going to take my chance. Berahino once within five years was, you know, we were talking about 25 million pound for Tottenham. My God. And I've spoken about how much I want it to work for him this season based on last night, based on previous performances in the last sort of month or so. He doesn't look interested. I sit behind the dugout and, you know, he gets warmed up and he, he, he's, he's there, he's doing his bit. Um, there's been a couple of, of occasions this season where he's been the third sub, or it appears that he's been the third sub, and then uh, Moore's changed his mind and he's just gone, I'm going to go with somebody else. And Berino just goes, yeah, all right, then go sits down. If you do that once, then you, you you know, and it's all about being a team. But if that's happening two, three times or it's happened again and again and you're then sitting there and then not getting the getting the nod, you'd want to be, you'd want to see a little bit of frustration in the right way. You'd want to see the directions to his office, wouldn't you? Exactly, 100%. But he's just sitting there and he's he might as well get his phone out and start texting because he just, he, he don't look bothered. And like I said, I've been here at the start of the season. I was an advocate for Berahino and Gregory or Canberra or Patterson. And I'll say that because I honestly believe when he signed, he'd be the, you know, he'd be a 10, 15 uh, goal a season striker. No, sorry. No, he's, he's fourth choice at best at the minute. It's his, it's his touch that makes me laugh. It's horrendous. It's awful. <laughs> his first touch is terrible. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's... Let's scrap last night. Obviously, we're out of the cup. It's a bit of a shitter. It's more of a shitter that we were on quite a nice run and that has dented it. Um, but, yeah, it doesn't mean anything. We'll, we'll go on to Portsmouth first and then we'll talk about today's news next. So, Portsmouth, um, we've got them away on Tuesday night. So, long trip. Should have been on the Wednesday night, was it? Should have been Tuesday, then should have been Wednesday, then now it's Tuesday again, which I know for a fact has cost my mates about 50 quid in admin fees of changing rail tickets. Thanks for that, Sky Sports. Um, I'm guessing none of us are stupid enough to go. Yeah, absolutely not, no ton. So, they are currently sitting ninth, one point ahead of us. Um, behind us. Sorry, one point behind us. Well... Be three points ahead of us, aren't you? Um, <laughs> they've got George Hurst. Do you know what? Right, I can kick you out of this. <laughs> right, I've muted him. Um, <laughs> so they've got George Hurst. Dave, do you see George Hurst doing anything against us? Is he going to be playing? I don't even know if he's if he's really playing many games for them at the moment. Ben will know his stats. Uh, I think it's 14 with one goal, 14 appearances, one goal at the moment. Yeah. But mm, yeah. what what are we thinking? He's bound to get a hat-trick, isn't he? Yeah, there's no... He's been playing terrible, um, or so it would appear from his statistics. He's it's, it's, um, having to take a massive uh, re-evaluation, I think, of where he thought he was going to be, which um, was probably a good thing. You know, he's, he's got ahead of himself. He might have a future in the game. Uh I don't know if you'll play against us. I think we have played against him before. I seem to think he was on loan at Rotherham one of the well, times then, yeah. that we, uh, yeah, we played them and he did all then. Uh, I don't think he's, he's, gonna, he's doing very much, but obviously the Wednesday way would suggest that there's every chance he might get a goal uh, against us. I've just brought up stats there from, uh, from Portsmouth who are currently on a five-game winning run and they've only conceded one goal in those five games. So um, I think Wednesday logic would suggest we'll probably hunt them and we'll win. But um, long way to go. It's going to be a tough game. They're always one of those teams that you suspect are going to be competing. I think uh, folk would have probably thought they might have got out of League One by now. 
Um, if that Wednesday team that played against Wickham turns up, yeah, hopefully we can we can get something down there. If uh, the team that turns out against Hartlepool turned up, then God, God help us. Obviously, talking of ghosts of the past, Stevie, we've also got the Cowleys in charge there. Um, it all seems like a very familiar sort of three or four years ago for us, doesn't it really? Maybe not, yeah, three years ago, four years ago. So uh, do we expect, obviously, they'll know a lot about Sheffield Wednesday. Things have changed a lot since we were linked with them, but they will have an idea about quite a lot of our players, I would imagine, like Ibanans, etc. They're They're going to be ready for us, aren't they? Listen, I think the, the 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 fact that they're up there and, and after the Lincoln the, leaving Lincoln will you know was a, a bit of a, a wrench for them, but the fact that they've sort of gone through their nadir, if you like, and they're coming back up the other side of it, if if that's the right word, I think um, they're going to be looking to impress. They'll be on the TV, um, you know, fair play to them. They're the you know the stuff that they've done has been absolutely brilliant. Um, I don't. I'm not sure how much of a factor they're going to be next week. Um, and I, if I'm honest with you, I don't. I said it last week. I didn't worry or fear playing against Wickham. Um, I don't necessarily worry about about playing against Portsmouth. My my concern is how, how much last night has damaged us, if it has at all. Um, I think Moore's got a lot of work to do. Um, I would expect he's going to have him in this weekend and 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 sort of doing something a little bit more in-depth based on, on on last night because there'll be players that were involved last night um, that are going to be involved and will be starting on Tuesday. Um, the only people with any sort of respite from from, from yesterday evening, uh, you know, off the top of your head, the goalkeeper, Dunkley, um, Luongo. But let's be right, we brought Bannon, uh, Windass and Hunt on at half-time uh, last night uh, to try and change things. That shows how much more wanted to, to win the game last night. Yeah. Um, yeah. What sort of effect is last night going to have on next Tuesday is is the only thing that I'm worried about. The the, the stature of the opponent I'm, I'm not necessarily concerned against because if they're going to set up like the Cowleys have in the past, you talk about them knowing us, but we us knowing them, um, are we going to be able to to sort of break them down and, you know, be be combative against them because it can be physical at times. Um, they do like to play football. That might play into our hands because that's something that's happened before. Uh, we've played against teams that that, that like to get the ball down and play. And that's when we play our best stuff. Um, if we can take the league momentum, if we can ignore that last night happened and take the league momentum from the last couple of games into next Tuesday night. Um, admittedly, we've not travelled south recently very well. Um, I'd like to think that we can put in a performance and, you know, I still think we'll be all right. But last night was last night was massive. That That's what worries me. Right, so coming up to Christmas, Ben, £205 I need from you this time next week, please, if you would like a season ticket next season. If you can't get uh, it by then, it'll be 215 And if it's not in by New Year's Eve, that'll be £225. And you are very fortunate because you're a student. Stevie, if you want to see the football next season, I want £495 from you by this time next week. If you don't send it me, I want 515 by the 14th of December. And if you've not got it me over Christmas by New Year's Eve, I want £535 cash, no finance option. What are we saying about that? It's not very good, is it? I think they'd have got away with it if they'd have spread it out over a few months and, you know, said, get it now. 
and then you know you 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 pay over the course of however many months. Like we, I think that's how it's been in the past, isn't it? Yeah, it used to be back in the day. It used to be March, April time was your early bird. Um, I think I think the, the thing that's annoyed me more than anything is um, I spoke to my mum today and told her because she sorts out all the season tickets and she won't pay for mine anymore. But that's not my problem. Um, and she actually went to the club shop on Tuesday um, because she came to collect my season tickets. She'd forgotten hers and she wanted the points and that. And she spent £200 in the club shop on Tuesday on Christmas presents. And now Mr Chancery, I mean, their um, concessions as well, so that's 500 So now Mr Chancery also wants £945 off her by next Tuesday to see if she can have a season ticket. And... That's a lot of money. And obviously, Stevie, you take the kids as well. If they were having a season ticket, you know, for an average family, if you had a an 18-year-old kid, um, although we do under 25s now, don't we? But if you had two 18-year-old kids and a mum and dad, you're looking at nearly two grand two, three weeks before Christmas. It's it, just absolutely obscene, isn't it? It's it's not doable, is it? And no. For me, it, they're doing it for a reason. Um, and it screams cash flow problem. Well, the, the points deduction we accepted was three, as long as we paid all the players by the 31st of December, wasn't it? So it goes up to six then. I, I, I honestly, coming from a PR background, I think that they'll, they'll backtrack on this big time. But coming as a Sheffield Wednesday fan that's watched under Chancery for the last five, six years, I don't think they will. So, so, can I just ask you a question mm -hmm. based on what you've just said there? Do you think, try and frame this question right, do you think that there was nothing in, nothing previous had gone on, um, and I'm not suggesting for a second that there's any sort of pot that would have sorted them out last night or anything like that? I don't think 20k would have covered it, would it? Well, I know, but, but the thing is, you know, whatever it is that, that, that it is, the time scale is just the time scale is ridiculous. It's by you know, the 31st of December, isn't it, as well? Which is the only thing that I can think that? of. Yeah, I think, I mean, I said to my mum earlier, I was like, if I look at what I've got on my refund from last year, which I have finally now got, and then I look at, you know, maybe dipping into my savings, as long as my boiler doesn't break, I'm all right. And I shouldn't be having to think like that. Like, it's ridiculous. And I... The only part of me that, so to give Mr. Chancery the benefit of the doubt, I think he's probably been very ill-advised again. And I think he's probably seeing this as a Christmas present. I he think he's probably he, seeing it as- He can't keep hiding behind that anymore. No, um, he can't. It's shocking. When the half season ticket prices came out, I thought, you know what? That's brilliant. Just in time for Christmas, they're actually quite reasonable. 200 quid or whatever they were for some of them. Very, very good. These ones just, it's it's just obscene, isn't it? <laughs> for me, for me, it gives me the fear that you know. I think in Germany they've just said that about um, in stadiums down to fifty percent and maximum fifteen thousand capacity. Unless he's got the fear that something's coming again, it's going to close stadiums. And he'd rather have the money in the door and then drag his heels with the refunds again. Um, it, it, there could be some element of that. Maybe they're just thinking, look, if we get some money in, if if we do end up having to not have anybody in the stadium in the future with whatever happens with COVID and, and, and the like going forward. Are they just trying to make sure they're getting any, anything through the door other than nothing? 
I mean, then my argument to you would be, if I, like, if you were Mr Chancery saying that, I would be saying, well, who in the right mind is going to staff out 1,500 quid by next week to think mm -hmm. that actually there's this new, whatever variant it is, old Macron variant going around, that you, you don't know if you're going to be able to go. Mm -hmm. No, you're absolutely right. It's, uh, it's, it's difficult to work out. I think we've, we've understood there's this logic and then this Chancery logic, and they're not necessarily uh, aligned. Um, it's, it's, it's probably being poorly advised. It probably uh, has uh, a reason behind the decision he's made, um, but I think he works on a completely different level and he comes with a completely different mindset to the largest number of people that walk through the door at Hillsborough every week. That might, that might be a reason, Vic, if you think it thinks it's Macron variant and everybody in Sheffield's wearing it. <laughs> well, that, that was another thing I was going to say. Um, was that they also did a bit of PR recently, didn't they? Like if you buy two shirts or something, you get a gift voucher and all this just before Christmas. It's been better this season. Like you, you, you'd say about the early bird, the half, the half season ticket. It, it, it has been better. You look at what we did a couple of months back with the six game thing. Pick, yep. uh, it's been much better. I don't think it's any coincidence that we've brought in Liam Dooley. As a CEO, has, has Liam been annual leave or something recently? I know, Maybe yeah. Been making decisions in his Honestly, it's like a minute they let a flight out of Thailand. His entire <laughs> job has just been snatched away from him. He'll not be able to move the hendos. It'll, it'll all go wrong like before, won't it? But yeah, I think oh, I think it's a huge own goal from Sheffield Wednesday. And I mentioned earlier about speaking to the Her Game 2 girls. So I also sent this and I said, you know, this is no finance available. Because to be honest with you, if there'd have been a 0% finance option, I'd have probably done it. Like, I'd have probably said, yeah, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll stick it on. The fact that there's absolutely no finance option available, not even chuffing Wonga, there's nothing. And then they're announcing it the day after a 3-0 defeat at home to Hartlepool with possibly one of the best own goals and gaffes you've ever seen. After a period of just on the incline with fans sort of feeling and positivity around the club, it's and I just can't get my head around it. And one of the girls is a blade and said it's almost as if he saw the shake and went, nah, <laughs> I'm coming back to Sheffield, pal, just you wait. But then another girl is a Swansea fan and has a season ticket on their south stand, which is their posh stand, and she pays £269 a season for an adult season ticket in the championship, at a mid-table championship club. And we are expecting 400, well, mine's 454, 445, if, if I do it now, 485 if I've not sorted it by New Year. We're expecting that for League One football, for the third tier of football. I've noticed it at uni, lads at uni that have, you know, said with some of the games, I was looking at it thinking, oh, you know, it'd be a decent game to go to, league one, price shouldn't be too bad. And even for students, it's ridiculous pay on the day. Yeah. It, put, it puts people off, and that's not me making anything, that's what people have said to me at uni, that if they were to go and, you know, pick a game to go to, they won't go to Wednesday because it's too expensive. They'll go to United instead. Well, they can go to the other side of the city. It's easier to get to. It's cheaper and it's a better standard of football at the end of the day. Um, yeah, it's... And the other thing is the student offer is only for full-time students. Now, I mean, I'm a part-time student, but I still work full-time in two jobs. But the number of part-time students I know are working part-time. 
because they cannot like they can't do both so you're making someone who's working part-time also pay a full price it's just the whole logic behind it is just absolute bollocks anyway <laughs> um i just want to give a quick shout out to phil russell of the charity football weekly podcast and um, so i went on their podcast last night to talk about her game too and phil is a community nurse and um, big wednesday fan big fan of the podcast has listened for years uh, longer than I've even been on it so that means that means right he's listened to damn fudge all this time <laughs> like get a life um but Phil's a community nurse and obviously the last couple of years for him have been absolutely shite as you can imagine more so for him than many of us um and he's a big listener of the show and I just wanted to say hello to him and thank you for listening and it's great that he listens to us on his rounds um anyone got any other business Got one bit of positive news. Um, so it does involve Jacob Rees Mogg, but you know. Um, so Sheffield Brightside MP Jill Furness um stood up in Parliament today and told Mr. Rees Mogg that he owed Sheffield Wednesday a congratulations and a thank you for their community work. Um he, as Dave pointed out on WhatsApp, kind of responded like, What's the Sheffield Wednesday? Um <laughs> But yeah, we so we got congratulations um, from a man who we all obviously want to sing our praises. What a wonderful guy he is. Uh, no political affiliations on this podcast, but it's great to hear that the community side of the club, despite all the shite that we've just been talking about, the community side is going strong. And, you know, they are ever present in schools. They have been since I was a kid. They're going out there and they're spreading the message. And if we're not getting it right on the pitch or on the pricing, at least we're getting out into schools and into communities, right? Maybe. Congratulations to Sheffield Wednesday. No. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Jacob. Love you, hon. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, of all the people to say it. But yeah, anyway, thank you, guys. This has been the Wednesday Week, sponsored by Michael Constantine Wealth Management, and we will see you real soon. Keep up to date with the Wednesday Week on Twitter at TWWcast or on our website, thewednesdayweek.co.uk.
The Wednesday Week is sponsored by Michael Constantine Wealth Management. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates around. You've got your McNugget chair boxes coming down the left wing ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points. Back of the net. Lubosh. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.